I'd like to invite you to take a moment, this moment, settling into an expansive state with a breath in and a breath out, acknowledging your body, acknowledging your spirit, and acknowledging the healing capacity of your emotions. Breathing in and breathing out, taking this opportunity to connect, to recognize, and really honor the health of this body, this spirit, in your emotional state. Taking in what it means to you to feel healthy, to feel grounded, and to experience this life. And as you breathe into the moments and allow the thoughts of healthy, of vitality, of emotional stability, take a moment to recognize when it isn't that way. Breathing in and breathing out, honoring your strength, honoring your courage, and honoring your body for this moment. And as you breathe in and breathe out, I invite you now to come back to the present moment. Checking in with the body, checking in with the thoughts that have arisen. And with the last breath in, connecting with your heart and taking any time during this day, this evening to witness your health, to pay gratitude for your present moment. Hi, it's Ryan. Welcome to your weekly dose of the psychedelic psychologist, where I invite my guests to share stories about their psychedelic experiences. We cover a variety of topics from overcoming addiction and severe depression to finding wholeness and spiritual emergence. Today, you're going to hear from one of my guests, Jonathan, who I've had a great pleasure of meeting, knowing for some time and having a wonderful conversation of all things psychedelic. Jonathan, it's great to see you. Wonderful to hear you. How are you coming in today? Thank you for having me, Ryan. I am coming in feeling grounded. I really like that beginning meditation. And as we were talking about before we hit record, having just gone through COVID during the last week, it gave me a lot of gratitude and awareness of my body and the things to be grateful for. And also those limitations and where where and when they, it didn't feel so great. So yeah, beautiful way to open. What was that like? I know you off record button, you had talked about this being your first time entering into the COVID world. How are you reconciling that experience? And what did you learn about your body and your, Hmm. your healing capacity? Yeah, I think it gave me a good opportunity to practice patience 
to just be with myself. You know, I think we spend a lot of time either in the past or the future and not being in the present. And while there definitely was plenty of urges to not be right where I was in that present moment, it also gave me this opportunity to just be in my body and just experience this full spectrum of the human experience, not just the pleasurable, delightful parts of it. I, I don't slow down as much. I, I'm pretty busy with a lot of projects and work and all kinds of things. So like last week I ended up canceling like four different podcasts and, and, and work in classes that I teach. And, you know, it's just, I don't think I've slept so much during a, a week and I can't remember how long. So yeah, it was just a good opportunity to practice patience and being present. You bring up a vital point, though, and a super important recognizing opportunity to accept the slowing down and forcing ourselves to listen to our body and, you know, speaking eloquently about the psychedelic work and everything that we've learned. Has it been alarming to know how important it is to strip things down and recognize, hey, maybe I shouldn't be going at this velocity, no matter if I have COVID or not? Mm. That's a great question. And I would say that if you had asked me that question a couple of years ago, absolutely freaking lutely, like without a doubt. But the work that I've been doing with my therapist and in, in my own life in a big way has been about being okay with slowing down. So maybe that's just my own reflection of the, the cultural shift that we're going through. But I it wasn't such a shock. Like I've had plenty of practice and plenty of time to try to integrate that in, in my own way. So it wasn't, it wasn't quite a shock to act, finally be experiencing this thing that so many people have gone through and that, you know, now I'm initiated into in my, in my own way. Right. The initiation by fire. Right. <laughs> Let's dive into the word psychedelic and the healing capacity of these medicines, what do you recognize and what was your invitation that you accepted as it relates to the psychedelic medicine? Yeah, well, I, I am grateful enough to consider myself to have a wonderful relationship with, with mushrooms. And in 2018, I, I live in Tucson and I went up into the mountains of Tucson with a, with a good friend of mine without uh, telling him we, he, he thought we were going to take a, a light dose and he only brought a little bit of medicine. And I was in this place where my wife at the time didn't approve of working with psychedelics. And so it was something that I kind of had to do in secret and, and hide and try to have these opportunities a couple of times a year where I could have these experiences. And so that particular day I had decided that since I was going with a sober driver or at least somebody that would be sober enough to drive when we decided to leave the mountain, that I was going to take a heroic five gram dose on, on the mountain. And I remember we got to the spot, like a, a spot we had journeyed before and 
a place with really good energy. But I remember taking out the medicine and him looking at me and looking at the medicine and then just like starting to laugh. Like the, the it was dawning on him what was about to happen. And I even remember saying like, hey, I'm sorry, but I, I, I got to take this opportunity, you know? And even though I had worked several times with that amount before, maybe it was just a particularly potent batch. Maybe it was just what the medicine had in store for me that day. But I remember immediately after ingesting, realizing that I had made a huge mistake mm. and that the, the medicine came on so strong that uh, I literally thought I was going to die. I resigned myself to the fact that I was going to die on this mountain, that somebody was going to have to carry my body back down, you know, this hill through these campsites and, you know, that I had screwed up basically. And had like, you know, the sort of traditional like ego death experience where I just surrendered to what was happening and went into some sort of a trance. And when I came out of it a couple of hours later, everything was transformed. Everything was incredibly beautiful. Uh, that we were in this just beautiful place where it was almost like I could see every single tree, every plant, every organism moving and in synchronicity with it, with each other, with the wind, with the clouds, with the sky. And when that happened and I realized that I wasn't dead and that I was, you know, I was alive, it was where really for the first time, the mushroom started to talk to me in a, like a way, like we're talking right now. And one of the things that they shared was like, Hey, you've, we've been working together on and off since, you know, you were in your early twenties. Do you realize the ways in which we've been working with you and shifting your life and the, the changes and things that things that we've been doing together? And I was like, no, I, I had no idea. And they started showing me these sort of signpost moments in my life where unbeknownst to me, they had kind of given me a gentle shift in a certain direction. The biggest one being that one of the first times I took mushrooms, I was with a friend and he said, Hey, I have this, I, this opportunity, this, my, my girlfriend's brother is working at this website and we're starting this sort of internet radio show. And this was like in 1999, like back before streaming video. And he said, do you, if you had an idea for a show, I could get you a, like a, an interview with these guys, you could pitch your show. And I thought, gee, what, what would I talk about on the internet? I, I have no idea. And in the middle of this mushroom journey, I have this idea, like this light bulb moment happened. And I thought I could have DJs come into the studio and interview them and they could play music and we could go to raves and we could talk about like we could film and we could talk about the positives of the LA rave scene. Cause that's where I lived in LA. And I just, it was like this Eureka moment. And I was like, I got it. And I went and I pitched it to these guys and ended up having the show called digital pulse in LA that ran for a while. And 
I met some of my best friends doing that, doing that show. And a bunch of other things happened out of that, but it was like, whoa, like I had no idea that I never put those two things together, that 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 idea came out of the the medicine space. And when I'm listening to you, Jonathan, I feel an emotion and I'm curious if you could share with me, what's the emotion as you're recalling Mm. all of that? What's the emotion sitting in your body right now? Mm. Wonder. Wonder, because, you know, it was, it was the, that experience was pure magic. It was like meeting a friend, even, and it didn't seem like the first time it was like meeting an old friend that like the type of friend where you haven't seen them in years and you're just able to pick up the conversation where you left off without any like awkwardness. Yeah. And I hear so much tenderness in your voice right now. That's just an homage to trusting it. It sounds as if too this idea that no matter, as you said, eloquently is, oh, I'm regretting this, or I might've done something terribly wrong, which we have all been there (laughs) as we're eating the mushrooms simultaneously bowing to them. You're, you're just eloquently sharing the value and importance of the humility in it, right? This, I, this bowing of it and, and trusting it. I, I, I hear it. Yeah. And little did I know how transformative that particular journey was going to be. I mean, it was one of the most beautiful experiences of my life in terms of psychedelic experiences all day long. There were these huge storm clouds rolling over our head and you could see them going down and getting bigger as they went into Tucson and just dropping torrential amounts of rain over the city. And there was lightning and there was thunder. And I kept looking at my friend saying, look, I'm in your hands here. Are we safe? And he kept saying, yes, yes, yes. And every time, you know, I would check in with him periodically and I would say, when it's time, when we need to go, cause we need to walk like a good hour down this mountain to get back to the car, we'll go, but you, you just tell me. And if you say we're safe, you know, he was an experienced hiker and sort of woodsman and I feel safe, you know, so I, I'm trusting you and yeah, yeah, we're safe, but just this, a magical experience visually, you know, through the day, but it was very therapeutic as well. You know, there were these things that came up that some of them took me years of working through to like actually integrate. But this was like the moment where it entered into my consciousness that I needed to work with them. One of them was, hey, you need to fix your relationship with your dad. Like Mm. you need to forgive him and love him for who he is instead of who you want him to be or wish he was. Another one was about like a, really good close friend of mine that we had been growing apart for a while. And I had been kind of in denial about that. And the biggest one was about my marriage that I had been really unhappy in my marriage for a long time. I had been scared to death to do anything about it. And it wasn't until I went back fairly recently, like last year, I found a journal that I had written in 
a couple of days after this mushroom experience and put the dates together that I realized that it was less than a week after this journey that I had left the, this relationship, this marriage of close to 12 years. And it was when I was reading what I had written, it was really clear that this is what it needed to happen. But I wasn't sitting there writing or having this mushroom journey going, okay, this, this marriage is over. It's time to go, you know? But in hindsight, it was like, whoa, it was so, so clear that, and I really do feel like that experience helped to really kind of end that chapter and begin this whole new chapter of my life. Yeah. And what I really respect about what you're saying is you knew you didn't do that because the mushrooms told you to do it. Rather, you embodied something. And what I've appreciated about the time knowing you and listening to your story is the practical integration that you do as uncovering things, looking at things, and not taking them just to surface level. Can you tell me mm -hmm. a little bit about how you operate in that wheelhouse of practical integration, taking things on, and how, how do you look at that and reconcile those experiences and make sense of them personally? Yeah. So I think for me, the way that that came about was as a result of coming out of the marriage and being like, you know what, there are things that I need to fix in myself and taking this almost relentless approach to self-care and healing that I had absolutely no concept of prior, you know, everything before that was in terms of psychedelics was recreational. I had no concept of what integration meant or how to go about it. But here I was finally sort of out from underneath this being in the closet, so to speak, about what I wanted to do. And I knew how transformative these medicines could be. And so I was like, I just had curiosity, you know, about how do, how do you do this? And this relentless approach to saying, I've got to change some things about my life because I don't want to end up in this situation again. And I know if I don't do any work on myself, that I'll end up with the same type of a partner. And the, the marriage was abusive, you know? So I, I didn't want to be a victim. Even though I was the abused, I also realized that it takes two people and that there were things that I wasn't doing that were, you know, I wasn't living completely right. And I wanted to change those so that I could be a better person and be a better partner and, you know, find myself in a different situation. And so it was just starting, starting at A and going to Z of like, I'm going to try every single thing that, you know, anything I can get my hands on from, you know, meditation to journaling, to going to sweat lodges, to getting involved in, you know, integration circles locally in Tucson and through, you know, one thing or another, it, it was like one thing led to the next until the real turning point was starting to do cold exposure and through that breath work. Though that was what really started to shift it for me. Yeah. And I want to pin that for just a second because I want to explore what that means to you, that cold exposure and mm. breath work. But yeah. what I really want to emphasize and pay deep 
deep respect to you because you did the work on yourself and didn't just simply point fingers at your wife or anybody in your circle to say, oh, uh, as you said, as I'm the victim, I'm, I need to find blame or, oh, I was just in a bad situation. Rather, what I appreciate about your relationship, both with psychedelics and your healing journey is you're constantly looking at yourself, checking in with your self-care at the same way, critically evaluating what's working and what's not almost as an inventory, mm -hmm. it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. To me, I, I kind of see it as a recipe almost like I, I see my integration as a daily practice and it's the recipe isn't the same every day. You know, you go through seasons and sometimes you put a little extra of this in the, in the, the recipe and sometimes you, okay, it's summer now. So you might pull a couple of things out and, you know, replace them. It's, it's a, it's a living fluid practice rather than something that, that, that I'm doing or I'm not doing. Yeah. Yeah. Go back to the, what hit you, what broke you open with cold exposure and breath work that is so important to talk about because it has nothing to do with medicine. It's yeah. actually a great integration exercise. What are you learning from cold exposure and the breath work? Yeah. So in initially there was one day where there were two different things that I had read or seen that said that, that were talking about how good cold exposure. And by that, I mean, taking a cold shower or taking an ice bath is for building resilience, you know, mental resilience. And here I was in the, in the thick of this divorce that really wasn't going well. It was not going amicably. And all of a sudden there were lawyers involved and things that I really didn't want to do. And the, the thought pure and simple was, well, gee, if I start practicing this thing that sucks voluntarily every day, it's probably going to make it easier to do the things that I don't have a choice about. You know, like if I had a choice, I would not be paying a lawyer. I would not be dealing with this, this divorce, but I don't have a choice about this. So can this help me? Oh, and so it started with taking a few seconds of cold at the end of my shower and progressed to filling my bathtub with ice. And, you know, <laughs> Now I have a, you know, a cold plunge that I built out of a freezer in my utility room. That's so cool. That's so cool. And yeah. you know, you're always invited to come up here and sit in 24 <laughs> inches of snow. That, that's never going to go away. <laughs> hey, let me tell you the cold showers in Minnesota when I visit my mom are a whole different world than here in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's, let's pivot. What is the homage right now as you sit, knowing that you've been invited into this wonderful lineage, this ancestral divine relationship with mushrooms? What is the homage you have to the mushroom today? I think the homage is respect and, and curiosity. I've had several experiences over the last few years to develop that relationship and, and especially during, you know, the initial lockdown of the pandemic to really deepen it because there wasn't a whole lot else to do, but it got to a place where I got this message really clearly that said something has shifted and you don't need to take as much medicine. You'll actually be able to go deeper with less. And initially I ignored that message. And the next time I journeyed, 
I got my proverbial butt handed to me in a huge way. And so I thought, well, okay, message received. And I started to dial back the dosages that I was working with. And I felt like I, like the, the message was true. I started to go deeper with less and it, a different dimension of the practice and the relationship opened up. So there's, there's that humility and that respect there. And I think the outside of that, it's just curiosity, you know, like just discovering coming to the medicine experience with that reverence of, Hey, like there's so much magic and wonder in the world. And I feel so grateful to be able to connect to it through this, this sacred medicine and what, what, what can I learn? You know, please, please teach me. Right. And being somewhat emotionally focused, what I really respect about what you're saying is this new prudence that I don't think the Renaissance is giving enough credit to regarding dose volume. And so for you to articulate and clarify and own and be so outspoken about the more minimal doses and the magnitude and the clarity and the information that can be provided to you is such a breath of fresh air. Today, this renaissance of like, hey, I mean, I've heard people talking about 24 dried grams. And I'm right. like, holy fuck. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, how can think... you even bring something back from that? You know, I don't know. <laughs> right, yeah. I've, I've talked to people that work with those levels on my podcast and, and I'm in awe, you know, and I, I respect... I respect their path and their journey as well. You know, to me, I consider them to be psychonauts in the true sense of the word where they're like, they're out on the final frontier and, and they're breaking into some dimensions that like, I don't have any experiential knowledge of at this point in my life. And even though I respect that that's their journey, I also respect that at least at this point in time, it's not mine and that the medicine has taken me in a different direction. And I feel like it's my job to listen to that, to stay open to what those messages are. However way that that, you know, whichever direction, whichever road that takes me down. That's, that's so great. And I, I deeply think there's needing more conversation around the, just the titration. And it's again, not to shut it down and not to judge it, but to be witness to what you just said your interpersonal relationship to that medicine. Yeah. And if I can, if I can say one more thing about that, I also feel like it's a reflection of integrating uh, breath work and through breath work, a more regulated nervous system into not only my medicine practice, but just my daily life, because being able to sit and have a regulated nervous system and be in a space of meditation and, you know, presence working with the medicine is a lot different experience than like taking a big old dose and then just sort of hanging on for dear life. Yeah. Say more about that because I think it's necessary to articulate and clarify the regulation of your nervous system in the practice of breath work or meditation and then what that can do to you in your regular living. Yeah. So like Part of, I would say the, the biggest part of my main practice, not only as 
for myself, but like how I work with my clients is, you know, helping them learn to use their, their breath in a full spectrum way, whether that's awareness practices, especially helping them to regulate their nervous system, to, to get into the parasympathetic, to be more grounded and more present, which as you start to work with medicine and things start to get a little dysregulated is something that's great to be able to have, right? To have that ability to ground and like come back into presence. And then ultimately to be able to use the, the breath to enter an expanded state in and of itself. But when I first started doing breath work, it was just that last one. It was just like, oh, I can, I can get high with my breath. Like, cool. Maybe I don't even need any psychedelics. Maybe this is, this is enough. But over time, you know, and through my own experience, I've realized that it's, it's really more important to have this sort of full spectrum approach where you know, you're going through each stage and each stage builds on itself. Having awareness helps you be more regulated and realize when you're getting dysregulated, have more awareness of what's happening in the body. Having the ability to alter your, the state of your nervous system with the breath is, has so many different applications from sleep to relationships, to exercise and, you know, the ability to show up in, in the world, the way that you want to. And then being able to use your breath to enter an expanded state of consciousness and explore that space that you previously could only access with medicine in a little bit more grounded way and having more time to hang out in that space is just an amazing thing. Yeah. And I often say to people, we're not guaranteed that we're going to have medicine on our transition into the mystery of death or the next stage. Mm. And so what I love about what you just said is this practice, this ritual of the breath is what we have. So no mm -hmm. matter if we're transitioning with intention and we know we're transitioning or we get hit by a car, <laughs> there, there's not a guarantee that medicine is right. going to be in our pocket. And yeah. so I, I love that approach that, excuse me, the nuance of that breath is so important. I hear a lot of passion. I hear a lot of compassion. What, what are you doing to walk gently with yourself today? What's the active approach of being gentle with yourself? Mm. I think that curiosity has a lot to do with it. And over the last couple of years, it's, it's been more and more somatic awareness. Last week, I just began my journey to become a somatic experiencing practitioner. It's something that I've worked with as a client for pretty much the whole time that I've been on this sort of psychedelic journey. And it's been so, so amazing for me. So to be able to start to deepen that practice and be able to ultimately integrate it into my work and into my life in a deeper way is a blessing, something that I'm super grateful for. Jonathan, I am profoundly grateful for our relationship and the insights you have and the corners that you shed light on with deep humility and much gratitude. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Ryan. 